Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes episode 150. Whoa, that's a big one. 150. The Ford F-150 episode. <laughs> Built Ford Tough. Sponsor us. Side uh, note, have you ever seen the uh, the Ford FT-1000 oh, yeah. YouTube video from like 16 years ago? <laughs> that's a good one. That's a uh, classic. I am Trey, joined by Dylan once again. Two manning it once again. We are in For the time being. We are in unprecedented territory with this podcast. We've never had this long of a not a full crew. Uh, Tucker should be joining us uh, shortly. Cam is on vacation now. So we're all over the joint. Cam going on almost a month without being on the pod. This is week three of no Cam. So he's really hurting himself for that uh, take take her the year vote. But um, I'm joined by Dylan. How are we doing, Dylan? Feeling good, living life. We're back. We said we were going to do this episode together. We couldn't because we had to wait till late to see if we could get Tucker in here. And we don't feel like driving to each other's homes 20 minutes away at 10 at night. So we're just going to roll through the computer. It is a special episode. It's 150. Don't you forget it. We're still here. We're still going. 150. Um, winners and losers. Uh, I'll say, first of all, Loser to Cam and the Giants because they got smoked by probably the worst team in the NFL this week. Um, a lot of lot of non fraud talk we had on this podcast. I think everybody kind of bought in. Turns out maybe f words, maybe big time f words. Um, other than that, I mean Vikings potentially big frauds as well. I I took that away from them, so it was a win originally for me, and then it was a loss for me because I said that they weren't frauds last week. So, again, a lot of fraud talk. Um, Dylan, you got any winners and losers? Uh, winner this week, special teams. NFL, a lot of special teams coming in clutch. Uh, Patriots, Falcons, just to name a couple. Uh, so, yeah, special teams. Yeah, uh, this is the time of the year where they're going to start making more of a difference with guys being tired and stuff. So, definitely a big special team week. Um yeah, and then of our poll, I can give us a winner there. It's going to be Dylan's take of Justin Jefferson's catch being the best all time. That'll be the winner this week on uh, Take of the Week. So, Dill, that moves you up to eight, drops Tucker down to seven. Now, in terms of our secret word, Cam did get back to us on the secret word. Tucker has not. So, we'll, we'll quiz him when he gets in here. I don't think he's going to know what it is. Neither do I. So, what's the, what are we going to do about the secret word punishment? He has to do the episode. Cam made sure to text us separately. The secret word. That's he true. didn't want Tucker to know. So a little bit of a little bit of rivalry there. Um, Chuck needs to be on the episode next week for the whole duration. That's his punishment. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't hate that. Um, all right. Wasted takes. Would you like to lead off or would you like me to? Um you can go. All right. I'm giving a soccer take. Might be the first one ever. For you. For me, yes. For me to give a soccer take. Um, I have watched now in this World Cup approximately an hour and 10 minutes of soccer. Maybe an hour 15. Or no, uh, 115 minutes. Excuse me. Not an hour. 
115 minutes of soccer. Um, so two hours. A, uh, yeah, but I'm talking like game time minutes. You know. Okay. So like I've watched. I watched the, the a little bit. Always ticking, it doesn't stop. I know. So I watched a little bit of whatever game was before USA, and then I watched USA uh, draw to to Wales. And um, you know, takeaways pretty boring. Don't like it. Not gonna be not gonna be watching it outside of World Cup matches. Um, you know, I was feeling pretty patriotic when when USA went out. I just want to beat everybody at everything. But uh, I'll tell you what, from the uh, from watching that game, there that, that was a serious ref job. There was uh, some missed calls by the refs. They were get, they were handing out yellow cards like candy to USA. Um, they were not calling fouls on Wales, and um, Gareth Bale scored the uh, tying goal on on PK or on uh, free kick penalty kick PKs penalty kick. penalty kick. He did it on a penalty kick. And um, turns out about 30 seconds before he was fouled in the box, he they Wales illegally touched the ball. Um, it shouldn't have been – it wasn't out of bounds when they picked it up. So it should have been the USA's ball there. Um, so basically they got jobbed. And my take is that um, the USA is getting purposely railroaded by FIFA and international referees because they hate freedom and they're jealous of the country. That's my take. <laughs> now, I don't know if it's so much about that, but the I will say, national the men's national team is a like men's national soccer is a huge phenomenon across the globe, um, <clears throat> and uh, there's you know. Um, there's a lot of people that are really into it across across the globe. Um, it's the thing that they have that the United States does not have. And this USA team is the best USA team that we've ever put together in a World Cup. Like, we're not even relatively that good in comparison to the best teams, but it's the best we've put up. So, and the USA soccer has been on a, on a climb forever. Um, and I think there's going to be significant pushback in the rest of the community about the U.S. team in general because it's not our thing. Soccer's not our thing. It's their thing. We let them have it most of the time, and they definitely don't appreciate us infringing even just the slightest bit uh, into their world um, is my theory on it. So I wouldn't be surprised if people are biased against the United States in soccer just for that aspect. Just, I like, do I I like I think that. It, do, I, do I think it trickles down into the refs? No. Do I think it trickles down uh, into the media? Yes. Into fans of the other countries? Yes. I think, I think there's just general despise for USA soccer because it's their thing and not our thing. Um. I, I think that in terms of the refs, everybody's got their biases. So I think you're 100% right. I think they think, wow, the U.S. is good at everything. Like they have the best basketball players. They have the best, you know, baseball players for all those countries that are involved in baseball. Except we don't. It's Latin countries. But um, they have the league, you know. 
Uh, they invented the sport. No, 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 they have they have the highest GDP, whatever, right? Strongest military. Anything you want to claim about the U.S. being number one, which is valid. Um, and it trickles down to the refs. So he's sitting there and he's seeing this Wales guy. Wales isn't even a country. Who, who, who even cares about Wales? It's not a real place. It's part, It's basically just England Junior, right? So like, there's he sees a whale guy smack a, a, a Yankee, and he's not going to be like, oh, that's not fair. He's going to be like, good, he's American, he deserves it. And um, I think that did, did you figure out where this uh, ref was from? One of them was he looked Middle Eastern, the other one looked Asian. I didn't look them up. I don't care. They, they I don't care. I think it's, and I think also FIFA is encouraging it because who is giving them the most crap about being this being in Qatar? The American media, right? ESPN is an American company, you know, Fox, American, CNN, American, all these, these giant media companies are giving them crap. And maybe BBC is doing too. Maybe they're going to screw over England one of these days, but and break it down even further. Uh, ESPN is owned by Disney, and and Walt Disney is just a, not a huge a, fan. He, he, he was a crazy person, <laughs> very anti-Semitic, and a whole bunch of other things. So maybe they just don't like like just that too. Yeah, and I think um, if we win the World Cup ever, then football has to be renamed to soccer for the four years after that. Nobody else can call it football. It has to be called soccer. That's a that, side that, take. That's a that's a great take. Yeah, that's a side take. I'm not going to make it because there's no way we win because we're getting railroaded. This is a ref job. So don't be surprised if we lose by six goals to England. Well, don't be surprised. It'll be re- it'll be on the refs. Now, what's what's funny about um, national sports and, and coming up with these teams is like I know from experience of like guys on baseball teams for like other countries because uh, I, I know a lot of them um, that I played with. Uh, they're they're United States, like they're they're like they're American. <laughs> they're United States. They're American, and they, they they get on like the Italian national baseball team or the Great Britain national baseball team because they have one grandparent hate it. Hate it. who was born there. So I don't even know if the United States team. Is like technically a bunch of people that are were born here. I mean, like I don't like some of them might might be from wherever the heck and just have an American relative, and now they're on the American team just because they played soccer their whole life in jolly old England. I, at the risk of coming off as bigoted, I'm, I'm gonna say that I think that if you have dual citizenship, you shouldn't be allowed to play. Like if you at all, <laughs> neither on either on on US, you could go to a different country. I don't care. But the like, if your dad was born an American, therefore you're American because any child of an American is American. If you weren't born in America, I don't think you should be able to play. If or if you were on like an Air Force base or something like that, that's different. We can make. But I I was I was looking into the team and it's like yeah I grew up in England. It's like no, then you're not American. Sorry, right. that's, what, that's what that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure a lot of the American team is people not actually born here. I raise that which point, is, which is weird because in every other sport where we have national teams, obviously everybody is American because we play those sports. Yeah, I I 
brought that point up to Ben and he said they would never make a World Cup. I said, that's also good. That's valid. So Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> All right. Uh, you got to take? Um, I do. Uh, switching back to uh, the right side of football, American football. Um, I, I say this. I played soccer and I like soccer, but um, <laughs> so. Uh, I don't. Um, it's, so side note, I played soccer all throughout my whole life. I wish I played hockey now, going back on it, but I loved soccer growing up. And I went to one professional soccer event. It was at New York, uh, at Yankee Stadium in New York. It was uh, NYFC, New York Football Club, and the game was actually electric. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, they played in the outfield at Yankee Stadium. It was cool. You could not um, pay me to go to one of those. They're... 15 bucks for a ticket. So, and, you know, it's the MLS. The MLS is, is pretty fun. I, I would recommend going to Gillette and seeing a game if you have a free day. Um, anyway, so my take, football-related, uh, San Francisco 49ers. It's about the Niners. Uh, they won last night very easily. Um, I think going into this game, there was – because well, what the – 49ers were five and four, and the Cardinals were were four and five. And I think a lot of people thought of both of these teams as relatively even. Uh, maybe uh, um, 49ers now are like are like a little bit of a favorite. I didn't look at the lines before the game, but the Cardinals were uh, four and six prior. Four to and games. six, and and San Francisco five six and, four. and four. No, they were five, five and four. four. Five. Yeah. Okay. But I I think the teams relatively even San Francisco a little bit higher I think it's just like general con- consensus 49ers are a little bit better you know after the game obviously now what 49ers are uh, six, six and six four and yeah and Cardinals are four and seven it's like big disparity now after the fact but watching the game um these two teams couldn't have been more not even like San Francisco was way better. Um, and I think people are sleeping on San Francisco. Um, now that they got McCaffrey, it's going to take them a couple weeks to get him rolling. They got him rolling. They shared the ball, um, running game too. It wasn't just all him. Um, Debo looked great. Uh, Kittle looked great. Um, this team, if you look on paper, has the same, has just the same amount of, of offensive weapons as any team in the league, right up there with the best. Now, I know people are going to say they got Jimmy G, and he's not the greatest quarterback ever, but as Trey and I agree, he's a winner. Now they have arguably one of the best running backs to play in the past 30 years. On the roster, little old, little broken, little paper mache, but they get him rolling. This team is going to be extremely difficult to beat, and they always have a good defense. Still do. Forty Nineers are going to win the division handily. Their closest opponent is Seahawks. That's not the take. The take is they will beat whoever they have to in the playoffs whether that's the Eagles 
whether that's uh, Vikings, they will be in the Super Bowl. San Francisco 49ers. All right. Um, Yeah, I I mean, I love this. Um, Jimmy G is the the big detraction from the team, right? Everyone, like you said, everyone says they can't can't do it because they got Jimmy G. Jimmy, look at what... When was the last time Jimmy G had a world-class running back to just hand the ball to? Uh, never, I believe, is the answer right. to that question. But also, Jimmy G doesn't really turn it over too much. Like, he'll have a bad throw here or there. But for the most part, he hangs onto the ball. And in the NFL these days, that's really all you got to do. Like, that's kind of it. To be a good team, hang onto the ball. That's all you have to do. Uh, look at what happened with the Patriots this week. Patriots couldn't score to save their lives. Their offense is miserable. Mac Jones did not turn over the ball. They won the game. They won the game. So, um, in terms of playoffs, see, I think playoffs is where it changes. I think regular season, all you got to do to get to the playoffs is take care of the ball. I think that's really the bare minimum for what you have to do. Um, in the playoffs, I think you do need to be able to put up 30 points um, at the drop of a hat. And... I think this team can kind of do that. I think you have, obviously, CMC. You have Debo. You have Kittle. And you have a guy who takes care of the football. He's not going to be able to make Patrick Mahomes plays. He's not going to be able to do that. But he's going to put you in a position where you're okay. Um, I can't put him in the Super Bowl because I believe the Buccaneers are going to win the Super Bowl. Um, but I, mean, I believe that too, but... Yeah, no, I, I I love it. I think I think I think this team is heavily slept on, and it, they're like I said, they are a Super Bowl roster, just a quarterback short. But Jimmy's a winner. People are gonna look back on Jimmy Garoppolo. <clears throat> His win percentage right now, all time, is like fifth. Like. Of how, like his win, like obviously he hasn't played as many games as Brady or Montana or whatever, but he's among I think active quarterbacks. He's fifth in win percentage. Um, of guys who have played his amount of games, plus or minus a few seasons, two seasons, he's got to be one or two. Yeah, people are gonna look back at him in like 20, 25 years and be like. How is this not guy not one of the greatest of all time? All he did was win. Like, how, why is he not talked about? Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they made a run in the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Everyone was shocked last year when they beat Green Bay. I wasn't surprised because Aaron Rodgers is a loser and Jimmy Garoppolo is a winner. And he wears long sleeves. Jimmy Garoppolo does not wear sleeves. No, He's just neither does Mac Jones, and he got enough done last week. Um, all right. I guess we will wait for Tucker um, to give his ways to take. Hopefully, he'll be back soon. Um, we're already 20 minutes in, so we're just going to keep moving. Fraud of the week. Fraud of the week. I have a fraud of the week. Do you have a fraud of the week? Um, yeah, I do. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll leave it. My fraud of the week is Jalen Brown. Um, I'm kind of done with Jalen Brown, to be honest with you. Um, so what happened recently was a, a group of the, uh, black Israelites or whatever they're 
call themselves these this hate group that's uh, thrown themselves behind Kyrie Irving showed up at Barclays Center to support Kyrie for his return. Um, they were outside marching and everything was peaceful, all good. Um, but they were wearing some shirts that maybe said some not great things on them. They have a, a long past, a long history. Um, the ACLU says they're a hate group. A um, bunch of groups say they are a hate group. Um, anyways, Jalen Brown liked the tweet of them, which I saw. And I sent to Ben right away when I saw that because he's the Celtics guy. Um, and then he tweeted, he, he retweeted it and said, energy. Um, so he was asked about it and, and everyone in his replies was like, you're stupid. The one, I, the, the top rated reply was I too love, um, love supporting a group that is racist or something like that. Um, but anyways, he was asked about it in press conferences and he said, oh yeah, well, I didn't know what they were wearing. seems like all these guys don't know anything that they're retweeting and they're all such very smart individuals. They all speak like they're like they're <laughs> philosophers for Christ's sake, but they can't do a, a tiny second of research about a group that's supporting a guy that got in trouble for tweeting a anti-Semitic video. Um, Jalen Brown did that. And then this morning I saw on his Instagram th- feed, which was hysterical to me, um, <coughs> a, a meme of a guy saying like, I prefer mangoes to peaches and then a uh, a somebody reacting and saying how could you say that you need to do more research blah 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 like getting all mad at him and i say well reverse that with what you're actually saying which is i prefer black people to jews i don't think it works there so i'm out on jalen brown i think he's one of these fake intellectual stupid nba players that have been entitled and got to a school that they're because they were good at playing a sport and somehow think that they're graduates of Harvard. Like he went to Cal. Cal's a great school. I I just don't know if you were that smart, dude. Kyrie, you went to Duke. Great school. I don't think you were that smart, dude. I think these are faux intellectuals. I think they are racist. And I'm done with Jalen Brown. I'm not gonna support him anymore. He needs to and and then in his statements he said since he has not come out and said you know, what Kyrie said was wrong. What I did was wrong. The Holocaust happened. Hasn't done any of these things that people have been asking him to do. He's a faux intellectual. He's a douchebag. Uh, I'm done with him. That's my fraud of the week. All right. So I would agree with the fraud just because of the things that he's saying. And he's just, you know, uh, trying to backtrack. And it's just not well. But on that note, um. Oh, wait, no, never mind. This is somebody else. Crap. I had something fun. Okay. Okay. You don't know. You no, no, never mind. Um, Jalen Brown maintained a 3.1 GPA um, while studying at wherever he went, Cal. Yeah. Uh, he was also uh, a chess team member and could speak fluent Spanish. I can speak fluent Spanish. That doesn't mean you're smart. I, so I'm not I'm not calling him stupid. I don't think he's stupid in the sense that he's like, oh, I play basketball. I go to good school. I get an NBA. I don't think that's true. I think he's a smart guy. Like, I think he, the reason he, he sees himself in this. It's all those people 
that are pretentious. They think yes, they're correct. so much better than everybody else because blah, 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 blah. I make my money play basketball. Now I'm a philosopher. Correct. He thinks he's a philosopher because he dribbles a ball and sh- puts it through a hole well. And it's yeah. insane to me. Uh, Tucker has joined the program. Tucker, your reaction Hello? to the fraud of the week? He's on the podcast besides you two in two weeks. Yeah, you're here. It's Cam has been out for almost a month now. We're struggling, but we're glad you're here. Uh, your reaction to fraud of the week for me? Fraud of the week was Jalen Brown. Yes. Um. Yeah, I I think that I don't, I'd like to believe he just didn't know what he was talking about when he did, but you know it feels a little bit. And then if that whole apple, uh, I like apples more than grapes. It's like no, bro. Like this is like. When you're like, oh, like, I'm sorry I retweeted the white supremacist. I didn't, like, it's one of those things where it's like, come on, man. Like, you can't just, like, do this. You just got to, I mean. It's a hate You just got to. You can't just, like. the bullet. It's like a stupid. I didn't, I didn't read it. That's my bad. No, it's because he believes this stuff, though. He thinks it's the the same as Kyrie. A lot. I, I can't in good conscience get. I can't get in good conscience get on this podcast and drag Kyrie for what he said and not drag Jalen. Jalen plays for a team I like. Kyrie plays for a team I don't. So I, it's not fair to me to just hate on Kyrie for for that when Jalen is the exact same person, exact same guy, Stu- I, I, stupid I, we person. Don't, we don't. We don't need to go into it on the sports podcast. But remember the stats I put in our group chat like a month ago. Yeah. No, I, I'm over. I'm over these these faux intellectuals. Your fraud of the week, Bill. Uh, my fraud of the week is just fraud watch. Uh, it's t- it's something that Trey mentioned earlier that none of us were on board. It's the Giants. Yeah, Giants are on fraud watch. I mean, it's a guarantee after last week um, losing big time to the to the Detroit Lions. Uh, tough tough looks. Um, the season still, we just reached the halfway point. They could still blow it up. So Fraud Watch is engaged. I, I'm on board with that. Fraud Watch is, is I think, is generous by losing to the Lions. It's Fraud Watch you is can, you can have You can have one bad game this season. They yes. could win the next three games, and they're, they're off Fraud Watch. Yes. All right. Fair enough. Um, Tucker, we'll, we can start with your fraud. We can start with your ways to take. Let's start with my ways to take because I haven't I haven't thought of a fraud yet. All right. Um, my ways to take is about the NFC playoff picture, and I hope it's the same thing I said. Don't tell. I will. My my take is that I think Taylor Heineke is going to win a playoff game. Okay. So that I'm, was that was also on my list for this week too. So I'm looking at the playoff. And everyone, everyone, I think, has a case for being a fraud in the NFC. I think every single NFC team is somewhat fraudulent. The Eagles, it's like they're kind of being shaky recently. They haven't been playing great. They've had a really, really easy schedule. The Vikings just got their shit stomped by the Cowboys. The 49ers and Jimmy G can't really go all the way ever. The Bucks have been on and off all year. The Cowboys blow in the playoffs every year. The Giants are the Giants, and they're on prop watch. The Seahawks aren't that talented. And so I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, well, who would be a good matchup for Washington? I think Washington could beat in a one game. 
I think anyone could win a game in this NFC playoff picture. I don't think there's a Chiefs or a Bills in this playoff picture where you're like, yeah, no, this team is just better. So I fully believe that. And Taylor Heineke plays every game like his life depends on it. Has playoff experience, let's remember. Almost beat them. Low-key almost, almost beat, beat them. the Buccaneers the year they won the Super Bowl. Like, outplayed Tom Brady when Tom Brady was playing great. Taylor Heineke's a dog, and he fights every single play. I think he's got the love of his team behind him. Their defensive line is solid. Their run game is good. Terry McLaurin is awesome. Like, they have some serious pieces on this team. I've been high on this team for a while. I love Taylor Heineke, not because he's good at football, but he's just an absolute dog. Um, I mean, Carson Wentz was holding this team back. I mean, we've, we've mentioned that before. Trey said that last week. Um, Heineke's got to start. He's got to play. I don't know. I don't. I, th- I think everyone agrees with Heineke. <clears throat> I don't know what, um, what 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 teams they have to play, but I, I, they're only they're well, only they one game back of tied with the other two teams in the division. I mean, there's a, there's there's a very good chance they still make playoffs. Are they technically in right now, Tuck? Uh, they're on their a uh, half a game out. Okay. Um. Yeah, that should totally happen. Um. I think I think the fact the thing that proves it is they beat the Eagles, the only team that has consistently looked like they have their stuff together. They beat them. Um, I I said in the off season when they did the Carson Wentz trade, I said I don't know why they don't give Heineke a shot. I still I should be sure. an NFL head coach. Now um, listen, listen to this. So this is a little brainstorming. Heineke, like Tuck said, plays every game like it's his last. Like, he, he goes balls to the wall. He's a dirt dog. He's flying all over the place. He gives 110% effort. Maybe they just knew he couldn't do that for 17 games plus playoffs. They said, we'll, we'll run with it. We'll get a guy that we know we can play. Once we see what happens. And then halfway through the season, we're just, we'll just play. We'll just play hockey. Yeah. I mean, and he'll give it a go I for guess. 10 weeks. I guess it just doesn't seem like the smartest move to me, but um, yeah, no, this seems scrappy. Heineke's scrappy; he could be two in any any time of day. I wouldn't want to play him. Um, I agree with you, Tuck. I think they could absolutely win a playoff game. Um, I think they got to get there, but I yeah, they have to get there. So that's what makes this take wasted. And I just love Taylor Heineke, man. Yeah, I mean, if you think like teams, I could see them beating. I've never seen someone celebrate erupting the passer like him. Yeah. Like, I mean, got I, absolutely destroyed. If they played, and, like, the Giants like, in, in the first round, I think they could beat them easily. They play the Giants, unless the Giants win the NFC East. Because they both beat five through seven seeds. Yeah, I mean, I like it. I like it. Uh, Dill, do you have anything else on it? Or you said your piece. I'm good. Uh, Tuck, do you have a <laughs> You're fraud? Huh? My take was... That the U.S. is getting jobbed by FIFA and the refs for a myriad of reasons, mostly because everyone's jealous of us. Um, secondly, because the U.S. is standing up to the corruption of Qatar more than anyone else. Um, Dylan said because uh, they we already dominate and everything else, they can't let us have soccer too. Um, but yeah, so we're getting jobbed in the World Cup by the refs. That's my take. It's a conspiracy. Dylan's take was that the 49ers will be the NFC champions this year. 
I do like that. Uh, I have Vikings by all. I said the Vikings, but I have a future on the 49ers. Yeah, I said the same thing. I was like, I have the Bucks, but I, I like it. Um, I do think that they're the least fraudulent of all the teams in the NFC right now. And Jimmy G looked good this week. Jimmy G always looks good, man. He always looks good. Um, he looks handsome. He doesn't always look good. <laughs> um, do you have a fraud? Or... Um, my fraud is Zach <coughs> Wilson. And not like his football, but just as like a person. Absolute fraud. Um, not partially because of the game, but taking zero accountability for yeah, was, saying yeah. it's not my fault. Crazy. You'll get the nine for twenty two and be like, put up three points on offense, be like, Yeah, it wasn't on me. Like it was just such a stark contrast to Josh Allen two weeks ago in a game that, you know, he passed for like two fifty, rushed for eighty six and two touchdowns, and Josh Allen goes, Yeah, it's really hard to win play up win football games when your quarterback sucks. Now like now but and then you just compare it to him that's just like yeah, no, not my fault. Put yourself in the mind of Zach Wilson, though. His his answer makes complete and total sense because, like, as to why he said it. Because players that have immense amounts of confidence understand that they are allowed to make mistakes and then can <clears throat> admit when they play poorly or make mistakes. When you're Zach Wilson, you probably have zero confidence and you probably are afraid of not having the starting role in your team soon. So admitting defeat and saying that you're wrong is extremely more scary for someone in his situation than it is someone who has confidence and understands that their job's not at stake. <clears throat> so I don't I don't blame him for saying those things because given the situation it makes sense, but it's the wrong answer. 110%. You should be a sports psychologist, Dylan. That was very good. Um you're yeah, I mean Tucker, I you got to know though. Like you're right, Dylan. Like he's clearly fragile. He's afraid of losing his job. He may lose his job this week from now what we've heard, but I mean, they teach you that in third grade, like just take the accountability, especially yeah. in the NFL where you're under a microscope. You don't have to mean it. You know, you can think those bums, they screwed me over. The, the old line screwed me over. It's not my fault. Just say, yeah, we got to be better. Well, it, you don't even have to say like, yes, question, it's on me. You just say, we got to be better. hundred percent. We got to be better. The question wasn't even directed towards him. It was, did the offense let down the defense? Yeah. Like, so it's the whole, the whole offense. You don't have to say yes or no, too. That's the thing. Like, that's the Patriot move, right? They'd just be like, well, we're focused on getting better for next week or, like, anything like that. Like, we're, we're, we're adjusting and we're getting better. That's, like, that's it. That's all you have to say. People might not love it, but people aren't going to hammer you for it like he's getting hammered. Um, but let's stay on this topic. Pats beat the Jets 10-3. to <laughs> One of the worst games of football I've ever watched in my life. Um it didn't make me feel good, the game. Uh, I was happy how it ended. Electric ending. And Tucker, I said this to you in a text, and I will admit this now. Uh, Marcus Jones was a good draft pick. 
Not so much as a corner, but as a specialist in special He's teams. Back corner, has he? He hasn't. He hasn't touched the field as a corner. Jack, oh, yeah. Jack Jones. Marcus Jones has not touched the field as a corner, but he's done pretty well on returns. I want to say all year. It's it, the muffs have been on Miles Bryant. It hasn't been him. Um, so he's fielded it well, and finally he broke one. It was a great run. It was set off beautifully. The blocks were terrific. The Patriots special teams unit is keeping the season alive. They had the punt block a few weeks ago that kind of elevated them to this to, to win, and then they had this punt return, which was the game winner. Um, anyone that's putting the offense's bad production on Mac in this game doesn't have eyes. I think he played really well. I think the only reason they did win is because he didn't turn it over. Um, they moved the ball. They just couldn't score in, on in the red zone, which I think is I not think- Mac's fault at all. Um, but yeah, I'm not confident in this team still. Um, I think that we're going to learn a lot about what this defense really is this week. Um, Thanksgiving, you got to stop Justin Jefferson. You got to stop Dalvin Cook. You got to get to Kirk Cousins. Um, they've Strange apparently had a game too. Now, Kirk. Kirk Cousins had an all-time oh my goodness terrible week last week. Yes, true. But you have to stop Kirk. You have to stop Dalvin. You have to stop Justin. It's different than stopping Zach Wilson and uh, Elijah Moore and whoever the hell they had. Stop, the stop riding so high on on Kirk Cousins. You hate Kirk. Cousins. I do hate I Kirk hate Cousins, he, but they he, are playing he's not very. No, but the, but they, he has the, the team around. Him. I know. I know. I know. Um, but yeah, no, I think we'll find out a lot last week. Tucker, just because Cole Strange had one good game does not make him good. He's he has he has stunk for the previous four weeks. Yeah, I know. I just want him to be good. It's good. It's good progress. I'll say that it's good progress against a good defensive line too, where everyone was everyone was terrible, and he found a way to be good. Any other takeaways from the game? Um, takeaways. Special teams wins championships. Uh, my, my winner this week was special teams across the whole NFL. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the defense played great. I know it's, you know, not a great team to go up against, but I thought they played really well. Bill, Bill Belichick against the young QBs is still the most lopsided fight of all I, time. I think, I think it's even more lopsided Bill Belichick just versus the Jets in general. Yeah, 14-0 <laughs> in the last 14. It's insane. Is absurd. Um, the fact they beat them twice with the Cam Newton team is stupid. Like you guys couldn't even put up a fight that year. Yeah, no, the Pats are just. I, I like, and the thing was like, Mac Jones didn't play poorly. The defense played great. Scored on special teams. I was happy with a lot of this game. What I like, Nick Folk was really a problem. Like, the wind was that bad. should have never been in question. No, the wind was really bad, though. No, yeah. So. The, the, both of those kicks were into the 30-mile-an-hour wind. Yeah. yeah, I texted uh, my buddy after the second missed field goal. I'm like, how bad is the wind right now? He was at the game, and he's like, bro, it's so bad. Like, I, <laughs> He's like, it's, it's absolutely abysmal. And so I was like, all right, I'll give him a little bit of a pass there. But, you know... I was happy with how we played and most of the game, but the offense definitely had problems. I was happy that they could move the ball. I mean, Mac moving in that wind is, and him getting trusted in that wind is kind of a stark contrast 
from that game against the Bills last year and the crazy wins where he threw the ball three times. They they ran something like nine play action plays and gained like a hundred yards off them total. So like I don't know why they're not doing that more. So um, Dylan, your takeaways from the from the game? Yeah, I'm a little different than than Tucker. Um, I think they didn't play particularly. Off- I didn't think the offense played particularly well at all. Uh, and, and I and I think I don't know if all of it comes down to Mac and like like Trey, you said it's really not his fault. If you, you know, if you watch the game, you and you say it was Mac's fault, you don't have eyes. But um, <clears throat> at some point, it, it does have to come down to the quarterback play. Um, I know the play calling is uh, obviously that's the play that you run, um, and and there seem to be some sort of strange decisions to run the ball um, in the red zone or just outside of field goal range for, you know, we're going to run the ball four times in a row or five times in a row. Um, But some of those plays were um, pass plays where, yes, Jones got sacked. And because there was a lot of sacks, I think it was the most sacks he's got had against him this season. Um, but he, he's not the, the, he's not the most mobile guy, right? Like, and, and, that, and that's just what you get from Mac Jones. Like you're not going to like expect more out of him, but the fact that he's not mobile is still on him. You know, if he had somebody with a little bit more speed, we probably would have gained some more yards um, and not have gotten sacked as much. So, uh, and, and maybe he, maybe there were guys open that he just didn't see. And I mean, it's a short amount of time, obviously, before he gets sacked like that. But at, at some point, it does come down to him because his ability, his, his 100% ability, what he can deliver when he's at his best, is still not that fast. So that still comes down to him. And I think if he was faster and had a little bit more agility, he could get away from some of these some of these sacks and, and maybe make a play. So that does come down to him. Yeah, I mean, pocket movement is something that I think he's going to need to pick up. But at the same time, like, he has two seconds to make a, a play. The, the offensive line is a disaster. And if you watch the all oh, 22 yeah. he literally he drops back, and it's the new offensive scheme. I don't know what the hell it is because he drops back and he hitches to throw, and his guys are all still running their routes. Like, they're all still – faces downfield and they're just not good enough to have the non non site communication. So I really don't put any of it on him to be honest with you. I think no, that that's the thing is you can't put it on him because he can't do any better than what he is. But what he is, is not that not advantageous given the situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think if they can shore up the offensive line and fire the hell out of Matt Patricia next year, I think that they can get back to the form that they were operating last year or even better. So, Get McDaniels back. Get him back. Whatever you got to do. We need him. Um, Cam jumped in this call for about 30 seconds and then left. Um, so I guess we'll just move on to his team anyways. But the, I'm going to take uh, a quick 30-second uh, uh, pit stop. Yep. Um, the New York Giants, of course, lost to the uh, Detroit Lions in very humiliating fashion. Um, 
They're frauds. I'm ready to say it. Uh, Dylan put them on fraud watch. I'm ready to say frauds. Um, you can't lose that game. They've always kind of been... I'm changing my mind again. They're not frauds yet. They're on fraud watch. <laughs> Dylan's right. You can have the bad game. I'm thinking back to years when the Patriots like lost to the Jaguars in the season and stuff like that. I'll say it's not good to be losing to this bad of a team um, this late in the season. Um, Tucker... Giants, frauds, not frauds, takeaways from the Giants game. Um, I have the take that I'm not sure they make the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at the rest of the schedule. They got the Cowboys, Commanders, Eagles, Commanders, Vikings, Colts, Eagles. Cowboys, Commanders, Eagles. Yeah, they got a lot of losses in there, I think. I think they lose to the Cowboys. I think they lose to the Eagles. Um, they got the Eagles twice. They got the Commanders twice. They got the Vikings and Colts and Cowboys one. That's a tough That's schedule. Now, Cam, Cam and I agreed when we went through the schedule a few weeks ago um, that it was like uh, eight, nine, and nine, and nine and eight, ten and seven is in their future. They got to go five hundred. They got to go five hundred. They can even go a little less than five. They can go three and four or whatever, however many games are left. And they're still probably in. So they, they do have a lot of losses left in the schedule, but they, they don't have to. They can play less than 500 football and still make it. I think, I think the commander's starting to get good, though. It's not good for them. No, not good at all. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have much more. I didn't watch the game itself, but. They they looked very bad. For oh, they highlights. didn't. They didn't look good at all. They couldn't run the ball. They're the best running back in the league. And they could not run the ball. It was very bad. Um, and I, um, Jones looked a little bit like his uh, old self. You know, we've been talking this year about him. You know, uh, being seen different in the public eye than before, and. Uh, you know, turning the tables on what people think of him so he can keep his job, basically. Uh, but if he plays like he did last week, you know, in the next, in the second half of the season, things are not going to be good for him next year. So. Uh, yeah, no. Um, Hi, Kate. Sorry, I'm dealing with some family issues at home right now. Nothing serious. Just trying to find sheets for my sister. Um, but, yeah, I think... If they they're a running team, like that's just what they are. They have to be, because Danny Jones is not like that guy that can be the, the Super Bowl winning quarterback. At least not yet. Um, some other games that were kind of huge: the Vikings. Um, I kind of touched on a little earlier, Tucker. I want to get your opinion on this game. Is this a little bit of a fraudulent Vikings team, or is this just a bad game? So I did not watch a second of this game. They got smoked. That's all you need. To I know. I know what happened, but I didn't watch. Was anyone injured or something? Not from when no, I was just healthy and just lost. Uh, it was emotional hangover from the from the Bills game. Yeah, I think the great teams will have this. So I don't. I mean, I think it's it really sucks for me to say this, but it's how they bounce back. And I realize their next game is against the. Patriots, which doesn't make this great, but 
a game like that, like you could have one game like that in the season, that it just don't make it a trend is what defines what you are as a team. I mean, they had a lot of, like, you know, emotional victories recently. Like, they beat some great teams. They beat the Dolphins. They beat the Commanders in a close one. Then they beat the Vikings. I mean, the Bills. And now, and so, yeah, emotional hangover. They come to Cowboys and just get stomped on um, at home, which... Your season either goes, like, I think this is more of an indictment on the coach. That's either a rah-rah moment where it's like, all right, let's fucking do this. Let's get our shit together and get going. Or this is a feel-sorry-for-ourself moment. And that's kind of where this will go. Yeah, so I think um, you said great teams can have this. I don't think great teams have losses like this in the late in the season, I do think that great teams can lose, but I think that it's early on. I think good teams can even can have losses like this in the end of the season and bounce back, uh, or towards the middle of the season, whatever. It's starting to get to that point where you have to be playing your best football, and to come out and put up that performance against another good team in your conference is a little fraudulent to me. It's the same thing with the Giants. Like, they should have won that game, like, the, the, the Giants should have won their game easily. Um, but you're playing a good team in your conference. You've got to come out and fight. I understand you're coming off a tough game. They're not out of it at all. They can 100% bounce back. This will be a good way to – I think the Patriots will be a good game to bounce back on because if you if you lose, you say, well, they're really well coached and, you know, we just got out coached basically. If you're the coach, you put it on yourself. If you win, you just beat a really well-coached team that was on a three-game winning streak. So I think it's it's a good week for them. And it's Thanksgiving, so you can't beat that in terms of morale. Um, Dill, are the Vikings fraudulent or are they real? You know, I I put them a little bit on fraud watch. Um, <clears throat> but as, I, as we talked about last week, they have an ability that good teams have, that really good teams have, and that is... Uh, coming back from deficits in the second half. Um, they've done it a lot this year. Um, that being said, though, the teams that they've faced and did that to and obviously ended up winning those close games are the Lions in the first game, um, or the third game of the season, 28 to 24, the Saints, 28 to 25, the Bears, 29, 22, the Cardinals, 34, 26, the Commanders, 20 and 17. You know, and I don't know how many of those they were losing in the second half, but anyway, those are close, relatively close games. Those teams aren't that great. You know, they're winning close games against teams that aren't that great. Now, they obviously did beat the Bills last week or two weeks ago and then uh, get blown out by the boys. So the deficit was too large too early and they couldn't come back from it, obviously. Um, They could only muster three points. Um, Kirk Cousins looked very bad. Team just looked not great in general. I put them on fraud watch. And like Tuck said, the... NFC East is is relatively open. They're in North. That that's what I meant. 
I was thinking about the mom stupid. Um, they're still they're still in the driver's seat. I'm switching gears. They're still in the driver's seat in the division. You got it. You got so it. They they kind of have a cakewalk for the division, <clears throat> but um, they need to clean it up first half of the first half of the game for sure. And like you said, they can have a bad game. It's I mean you can have a bad game. You just put it in the in the rear view and move on to the next one. Uh, speaking of comebacks, um, the Chiefs obviously had a very nice comeback against the uh, Chargers, who I still think are not that good. Um, I think they stack up well with the Chiefs. They play them twice a year, uh, divisional opponents, kind of like the Dolphins against those good Patriots teams, right? Um, so uh, I, I mean, I think that they are... Probably my favorite to get to the Super Bowl against the Bill, uh, against the the Bucks or whatever. To get to the Super Bowl out of the AFC, uh, at this point, they'd probably be my favorites. I just think they are. They don't panic when they're down. Mahomes is special. Everything that can be said about them, well coached. Um, and then Travis Kelsey obviously had a huge game. A lot of talk on social media. Is he the greatest tight end of all time? Obviously, I'm biased. I disagree. I think it's Gronk. Gronk blocked better than him. Gronk wasn't as fast as him. Couldn't get as open as easy as him, but he still made the same amount of catches. He made catches in traffic that Kelsey does not make. Um, so Gronk's my number one, but I'm biased. Gronk, had, Gronk had better, has, or had better hands. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm biased, but I've, I say Gronk is better than Kelsey. Tucker, your thoughts on the Chiefs and the Chargers? Anything from this game and uh, Travis Kelsey debate? Is he the great? Is he to go? So I think there needs to be more talk about Pat Mahomes. Just, I think when people talk about MVP, like they're like, "Oh, could it be Jalen Hurts this year?" It's and people kept saying it's like when Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Tom Brady, when they find a way to not give it to them. Because Pat Mahomes is the best player in the NFL right now. I don't think there's anyone denying it. There's no debate over, like, who's the best QB in the NFL. It's Pat Mahomes through and through. And yet they're like, oh, well, this guy, Josh Allen should be the MVP. Josh Allen is good, but then he's bad. Josh Allen is doo-doo head brain. Like, doo-doo brains. <laughs> he's, got, he's, got, he's got doo-doo brains. A lot just. He goes Madden mode where he just matches all the buttons and hopes it works. And sometimes it's awesome. And sometimes he fumbles the ball into his own end zone and allows a touchdown at the end of a game. Like, Pat Mahomes is just always good. He's just great every single week. Remember when he wasn't for, like, two weeks last year and we all thought he was cooked? Yeah. Yeah. There's a... Some not great Pat Mahomes, but... No one said that about Josh Allen this year. No. Because everyone wants Josh Allen to be good because he's fun and he's not so much better than everyone else, but he's just athletic and great. He doesn't have an insufferable family. But Pat Mahomes is just so good that people are like, they're preying on his downfall. It's like what they did to Tom Brady, you know, like on the hill every single year for 10 years for Tom Brady. They're now just doing it for Pat Mahomes. They're like, oh, nope. Like, I don't know. Like, this. I just think he's better than everyone. He, he just is. is. He is. Uh, Kelsey, is he better than everyone? 
Um, I'm biased, so I will continue continue to say Gronk's better, but I think Kelsey. I think if you take in like putting into account like staying healthy and those types of things and the people's legacy, I think you have to take Kelsey. <laughs> but if you're just saying who is the better player at their peak, I think there's a strong debate for why Gronk is better. I just think Gronk. Just exudes more freak of nature. Vibes. Couldn't guard him. Could not do it. Like, yeah, I think Gronk, like, Kelsey. The first of his kind. Yeah. Consistently good every single week. Versus Gronk was a freak of nature. Monster. Like, it's just one of those things. Like, Gronk is like, I would say like a John Morant type of guy where it's just like, oh my God, like, I didn't know they could do that. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah, every time you watch him, like, maybe you could say Travis Kelsey is like a LeBron in that way, that he's just always good. Uh, Dylan, takeaways from the game? Your thoughts on the tight end conversation? Um, yeah, so in terms of the game, um, I mean, they won. You know, win's a win. Uh, the Chiefs had a lot of guys hurt. They had a lot of wide receivers out. Um they lost uh, Tooney early. They didn't have Juju. Um, someone else was hurt. Uh, I forget their name. They, so they, they had they had injured bodies on offense. They still found a way to win. I mean the chart the Chargers are a good enough team, but <clears throat> they were still they're still only five and five right now. So I mean it's a win against a divisional opponent which is always a big game, always a big win, always a hard game to win. Um, so, I mean, kudos to them. Uh, the Chiefs are still a um, very good team. Like Trey said, they're one of the top picks in the AFC uh, for sure. Um, to touch on Tucker's uh, talks about Mahomes, I think there's something to be said about um, – Consistently playing at a high level does not breed excitement. So people lose the fact about how well someone plays because they're so consistently playing well. And that's what is, that's the Mahomes factor. And not to toot my own horn, but uh, that's kind of how I feel with football tournament. But I cashed in this year, first time, 10 years ago. Um, MVP, but no big deal. Uh, but there is, there is, in, in all sports, there's always that factor. I mean, LeBron's easily one of the best players in the, in the NBA, maybe not the past couple of seasons, but for the 10 seasons before. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, he wins MVPs every now and again, maybe not, but he's just that much. He's just always consistently very good. So he just kind of loses that excitement. Uh, as for the Kittle versus Brock debate, I think you guys touched on it. Um, the one thing I'll add uh, is Gronk. I, I mean, I, Gronk played on Patriots teams that ended up winning when they shouldn't have. I don't think Kittle's played on uh, Chiefs teams where they won where they shouldn't have. I was literally just scrolling Twitter and this tweet came up. Gronk had 74 touchdowns when he was 26 years old. That's how old Tucker and I are. Uh, Kelsey didn't hit 74 touchdowns <laughs> until week five of this year. I don't know how old So I will say the one, 
discrepancy. So you look at the stats, Kelsey's got them in every single category, and then you look at touchdowns, it's it's like two to one in how many touchdowns Gronk would have per game, basically, versus Kelsey. Gronk was a red zone machine where Kelsey was not is not like the focal point of their red zone offense where Gronk was. I mean, it's a fair assessment. Um, Mahomes, how many Super Bowls does he need to win for his career not to be a failure at this point with how good he is? I think he has to win at least two more. He has to have at least yeah, three rings. I was, three was the number that came to me as well. How many uh, does he have? Three? I, mean, one, I think two. that changed, you right know. If there's He's got that, one? Yeah. Really, yeah, you think with all the goat talk everywhere sometimes that he had more, but he I, has one. He has goat talk right at the beginning. They were like, oh, yeah, they, he only does. He only has one. That's crazy. But, I mean, also he's been in like he's replicating Brady in the fact that he's not missing an AFC Championship game. No, he's very, 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 very good. He's very good. But last year, people were saying, "Oh, Brady's the goat. He's the baby goat." No, 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 not at all. It, I, that was no, that was two years ago. Whatever. That was even worse. Like, even worse. It was. It was the Brady versus Mahomes Super Bowl, and so it's just a narrative. I don't think. I don't know. I. I, he, I think. I don't know. I think, His wife bought into it. I don't think Mahomes has had any career defining as, as many career defining moments. You know, you got to have those. Well, moments. he can. He's been in the league for six years. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I, he hasn't had those yet. Like, like he has career-defining moments in 2006. Super like, Bowls. He won three Super Bowls, but it was on the back of the defense. How many Super Bowls does he have to win, Dylan, for his career not to be a disaster, or not a disaster, but a disappointment? How many does he have to win in total if he plays 20 years? Uh, he's got to win. He's got to win three, but if you win four, then you're looking really hot. Um, but I, like I said, it com- I think it comes down to career-defining moments. It, it, to be able to be considered the best player, best quarterback, you know, the, the most important position on the field, you have to have those those games and those moments, those plays and those moments. And like, He's won one so in six years, so he doesn't really have those types of moments. That, that backlog. I don't think he'll ever it. pass Brady. I'm just saying, how many will he have to win for it not to be like, wow, Mahomes should have won more? That's a disaster. Um, then I would, I would say, I would say three. Yeah, I agree. But to be considered in the talks, he's got to have four or more. Um, last thing to touch on before we go into list, guys, just briefly: World Cup action. Um, obviously, you had the big upset today. With Saudi Arabia beating Argentina, you have the U.S. stuff. I kind of gave my thoughts on the U.S. game. Um, oh yeah, that that was going to be my fraud too, uh, but I, we only did one. Was Argentina obviously? Yes, Argentina big fraud, Messi fraud, Ronaldo's better. Um, yeah, I mean, overall, not really enjoying watching the sport. I I I'm really trying to. Like I was, I I went in with a positive attitude. I was all jacked up for the U.S. It wasn't that entertaining to me. But, uh, Dylan, any World Cup thoughts? Uh, I haven't watched anything because I've been at work and I, I was going to watch the, the men's team, at least listen to it, but the my app wouldn't work at work for some reason. So, didn't watch any of that. Um, haven't watched anything else. I'm going to watch the game on Friday against England. Uh, 
think it starts at like two. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Qatar lost. Um, they're hosting. And the Ecuadorians were chanting, we want cervezas in the, uh, <laughs> in the crowd after. They want some beer. Uh, I heard I heard something about like uh, Bush Light or Keystone Light, some some not Bud Light uh, beer was like we're gonna give to the winning Budweiser. Nation. Budweiser bought seventy five million dollars. They had seventy five million dollars invested in beer to send to the World Cup. Then they said that wasn't allowed, so he's gonna they're gonna send it to uh, whatever country wins. Yeah, whatever country wins. That's awesome. Yeah. Hopefully it's not America. Qatar. Give, give him beer. Uh, Tucker, um, your thoughts on the World Cup? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to be into soccer for the next month. Um, barring, you know, if the U.S. loses early, I probably will pay less attention. But I genuinely do enjoy soccer. It was funny because no one gave a shit. when where Like, I was watching at Patrick's. You know, it was like a decently busy Monday. There was probably like 40 people in it, 50, 40 people in the restaurant. I'm in a American flag hat. My dad is in a Team USA soccer jersey and a Team USA scarf. And everyone was like, why are you guys putting dress up? <laughs> no one even knew that there was a game. Like, people were genuinely confused, like, are, are you just wearing that just because? And we're like, no, no there's like the World Cup. They're like, oh, cool, Soccer's I dumb. guess. And like, <laughs> just no one. Imagine like, <laughs> if you don't care. Like, this is am- only in America will the World Cup be on. And people will be like, oh. That's a great cool. to break, to break like, it down for us. Like, people were upset. Like, they're <laughs> like, oh, like when I was hitting the channel, like, oh, I was watching that. Like what the U.S. is about to play in the World Cup, they're like, "All right." <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I'm not really a soccer fan, and I'm like, "Come on, man!" Like me neither. I hate the sport. The I watched in the oh. world. Like I love the World Cup just because it's the one time where you can just at you're just unapologetically American, no matter what's going on in the world. Like no matter what's going on, whatever the country comes together, it's like you know what. This is our thing right now. I mean, not for the World Cup in the States, but for the Olympics for sure. But that that, that doesn't happen for the, for the men's World Cup. It's, it happens for the women's World Cup because we're good. Oh, it doesn't. Did um, you watch the women's World Cup? More, I, I, I guarantee more people tuned into those games than, than, the, than the men's games. Well, well, I feel I like this you, is a big you, one because they haven't been in it in a while. Right. They haven't been in it in eight it. years. So I feel like more people are locked in this time. But so let me break it down for you because we'll go a little in depth talk here. So they go, they tie. So Woo, ties hates, are everybody, sweet. Everybody hates a tie, but they tie. Um, so there's four teams in a group. Top two teams advance. Uh, the path forward for them is even if they lose to England, which is most likely going to happen on Friday, they beat Iran. Whenever they play them, they go one, one, and one. It's about goal differential, right? I I, I, I think, think that's a tiebreaker. Is goal differential a tiebreaker, or is it wins against? Like whoever you. It won't matter because everyone will have the same record against everyone. Well, I'm just so I'm if, if they. Break, yeah, 
I can't even say that anymore because after the argument. No, England will be three and zero, and the other two will be one one and one. They go one one and one. All they need is for Iran to lose twice. So Wales has to. Wales has Wales. All you gotta think about Wales. Because Wales, Wales would then be two and one if they lose to England. Wales Let me break it down. Wales has, Wales has to lose to Iran, or to, to England, and then beat Iran. And now Iran is going to be 0 and 2 or 0 and 3. They're out. And then the U.S. has to score against Iran more than Wales does. And then I think it would also have to do with their score against England. So we have to play well yeah. against They have to like, lose to England by one. That's what they have to do. We can't just like look at this as like, oh, like we just have, you know, let's just fucking beat England. Let's beat them. Like, we've been this huge underdogs against England before, and we absolutely mollywopped them. When was that? Let's not forget that. about this. Like, it's it's ingrained in our nation's history. Oh, you're talking about 1776. against the odds. I thought you meant yeah, about soccer. About 1776. I thought you meant soccer. This country was founded on beating the shit out of English people. <laughs> Let's keep it going on Friday. I'm so sick of this. Like, we got to keep it close. No, fuck it. Let's just <laughs> beat England. They're a stupid country, and they can't even make real food. And they have stupid voices, and their teeth aren't fucking right. I'm sorry. I don't... <laughs> Simon's going to listen to this episode and be, not be very pleased with it. They, they lose by England by one goal, and no, no, stop no, talking. I'm, I'm, just, just, just imagine if they lose by England by one, they they're kind of, sort of, kind of a shoe in at that point. In my opinion, I th- I'm agree with Tucker. Just beat them. Just beat them. Just, they, might, they might be. Iran is a terrible soccer team. They are so bad. Just beat everyone. Just beat everyone. You know how many people are in England? <laughs> how many football players have come out of England? None. How many basketball players? None. I said we should just players? take the all-pro teams from football and basketball in the States and make them the national team. I So I, I saw this thing about it. It's like everyone's just hyping up how good we would be if we had our good athletes instead of hyping up. Like We have a super young, talented soccer team right now. I think that needs to get more credit. Well, this is what I was saying earlier. In the world you... up. They got a guy that was a huge... That guy, Aronson's a huge transfer. Um, They call him... You know what they call him? Jedi. He's from Medford, New Jersey. They call him the Medford oh, Messi. There's a guy they call Jedi. That's just pretty cool. And then they got was... Christian Pulisic, who's a baller. Like, this team's gonna be good at one point. This is the golden team we're just not in our prime. We have another four years. Next World Cup, people are going to be sick talking about us as a dark horse. This team can beat anyone. So I was saying this earlier to Trey. that This United States men's team is the best team assembled by the United States ever. It's not even close. I mean, there's, there's guys on the bench now that would have been the stars on teams eight years ago. Like, Absolutely. So- like the star of the... U.S. team eight years ago was like Landon Donovan and Clint Dempsey, who both play in the MLS. Yeah, so the, the, this, got, this like, team is, is play for Arsenal and shit. Like we got good players on this. We team. have we have a, a much better team than any other year, not even close. And we're so always we're getting better. Get better because we're the U.S. of fucking A. I say you put LeBron James in goal. 
See what happens. I think he saves everything. I, I think he gets scared of the ball. <laughs> um, all right. List, guys. Last week we had an electric one. Tucker, uh, what's the secret word this week, bud? Uh, it is AirPods. Oh! We didn't think he listened. Uh, Cam texted us separately and, and told us. Um, all right. Well done. Um, last week we had a great list. Uses of the potato. Uh, this week, Thanksgiving last year, pretty sure we just did Thanksgiving sides. Um, this year, Dylan had a good idea. Thanksgiving activities. So what is your favorite things? About- now, can this be over like the three-day stretch that's considered Thanksgiving? Sure. I plan on doing that. Anyways, I wasn't even going to ask permission. Um, all right. Let's see here. Number five. Number, number five for me is going to be the wing-off, which is a family tradition. Um, I've never cooked for it. I probably never will because I cannot cook, but my family, Tucker included, one-time wing-off champion. Uh, they make buffalo wings. We go over to my great-aunt's house, smoke cigars, eat wings, have some beers, and uh, it's a great time. You get all our family votes on who wins, and there's a lot of competition. Uh, last year, our uncle Ken got a little too drunk. Didn't even didn't even finish his wings. Um, so uh, it's a great time. The wing off. That's my number five. Now I, uh, Linnea told me today that we were invited to the wing off. Yeah. Why so not? I think we're we're gonna head there. Problem is, it starts at five thirty. No, wings I'm, are served at six thirty. I will wing? not get the wing off this year. That's a shame. Wings I'm, start at six six thirty. That's good news because I was gonna say I'm gonna be. I'm going to be late at work. It's a short week. I got a lot of stuff to do. Wings will be served at 6.30. All right. Uh, Sounds good to me. Tucker, number five? My number five is also the wing off. Um, as Trey mentioned, I am a wing off champion, um, which is an honor. I think I lost all the stuff that I won, which was really embarrassing. But um, – like they gave like an apron and all that that you're supposed to get back every year. Don't know where that. I think ever the went. apron was the only thing that came back. I think the buffalo disappeared. Wasn't there uh, a no, buffalo? it was a chicken. Oh, it was a chicken. Chicken holding a bottle of wine. Ah. Don't know where that went. I left stuff with the heritage stuff got taken. Um, but yeah, wing off, great family tradition, fun. It's kind of like the kickoff to Thanksgiving weekend. Um, I always enjoy it. I'm gonna try and stop by. At one point, we'll see what happens. Maybe I'll even make wings. We'll ne- you never know. Um, but wing off one of my top ones, one hundred percent. Just a fun way to start off Thanksgiving. It's kind of the official starter to get going. Dill, do you have number five for us? Um, <clears throat> yeah. So my list is probably not going to be as fun as yours. You guys do a lot of stuff with your family, and I don't. Um. <laughs> uh, number five for me um, I'm going to go with uh, a short week you get a short week from, from school was the big one when you were a kid you, you always had like a half day on Tuesday or Wednesday too I, I like and, little uh, feast you always at, had at Morris the, the feast at Morris too I guess I can factor in uh, Had some have some pumpkin bread actually uh, shout out David Conlon. His mom always makes pumpkin bread for uh, our uh, work uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, you know that we do every year, so she always got. I had that last week. It's good. Um, 
so yeah, I'm going to say you get a short week. School was always short, and you know I got five days off. I took Monday off, so I got a little vacation. So that, that's my that's my number five. Hell yeah, my number four is going to be the meal itself, Thanksgiving dinner. Um, to me, Thanksgiving not really involved in the dinner too much. It's great. Love to eat. Love the turkey. My favorite thing on the plate. Um, stuff your face. Take a nap afterwards. But it's all kind of the other stuff going on around it. Uh, to me, that's the big thing. But I, you can't leave the meal itself off the list. So four is going to be Thanksgiving dinner for me. Tucker? I did leave the meal off my list. I will say, honorable mention, the meal. <laughs> it's not in my top five. My number four is drinking excessively. Um, it is one of the biggest. It's probably my biggest drinking week of the year. Between Thanksgiving Day, Thanksgiving Eve, all of it, the day after Thanksgiving, the whole weekend following, everyone's in town. It's fun. You get to see everyone. We're all going to have fun. We're going to have a blast. We're going to go out to bars. We're going to drink heavily. We're going to have a good time. It's just positive vibes, except when everyone almost gets into a fight at the bar. Um, that only happened one year. That only happened one year. There was year, like but it was four fights, though. That none of us are fighters. It was remarkable that everyone, like, we all got back together, and everyone was like, oh, yeah, I almost got in a fight. And no one was there for anyone's fights. Nope. I didn't. I was a good boy that night. I didn't get in any fights. I stand by my fight. I was a good boy for getting in a fight. <laughs> um, I think Dylan's indisposed at the moment. Uh, he may have had a potty break. Um, so I guess we'll circle back to him. Oh, there he is. You got okay. a, you got a number um, three. Yeah, uh, number four. four excuse for me, me, four. Um, number four. I'm going back to uh, the middle school, early high school days. Uh, something that was always fantastic about Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, I might get some heat for this, but I'm gonna go for it anyway. Uh, now every year. Starting Thursday night-ish, running through the end of the weekend, was Call of Duty, double XP weekend. Kyler Murray! Every single year. Now, this this factors into the days off from school, because I would play an immense amount of Call of Duty as a kid on this weekend specifically. And I knew it was coming up. It was like, oh, we're getting <laughs> Get it in November. We got three weeks, <coughs> four weeks, and we got double XP weekend. The new Call of Duty's coming out. And m- maybe this week, I'm going to get ready for double XP week. It's going to be great. Maybe we'll have to hop on Warzone this weekend. It, it, it's double XP weekend. It still is. There we go. Thing. Um, my number three is going to be Thanksgiving Eve, therefore drinking. Um, Thanksgiving Eve. What do you call it? Wasted Wednesday. What do you call it? What, is there a name for it? I, I don't know. I think it's Wasted Wednesday. It Something like that. But blackout. Blackout no, Wednesday. Friday is Blackout Wednesday. Blackout Wednesday. Um, always. It is to me the best drinking night of the year. Uh, I know people say New Year's, Fourth uh, of July, stuff like that. But this, like, you go to the bar in town, and this is the same everywhere. Like. You go to the bar in town and you see people you haven't seen for years walking around drinking. And it's like, holy cow, I, I forgot you existed. 
and you see him drunk and you're like, hell yeah. And you're drinking and all roads lead to Bucky's. You end up down there with that crew. That's the crew. Um, but just overall, like having my entire family there on top of all these kids I knew in high school, like a bunch of people I don't stay in touch with anymore that I probably should. Our core friend group being there, just everybody coming home from wherever they are to uh, to booze it up. Uh, doesn't get better than that. Best drinking night of the year. And Tucker, you're right. The drinking continues into the next day, which can sometimes be problematic, but we uh, we let it rip. Uh, Blackout Wednesday, my number three. Tucker? Um, my number three is hanging with family. Honestly, you see, when in my family specifically, you see a lot of the family you don't see with throughout the rest of the year. You get to see a lot of people you don't get to talk to usually. It's in my top five. It has to be. I mean, it's. I mean, that's what the holidays about think, doing things, being with family. So I had to have this on my list, and I genuinely enjoy all the time you get to spend with, like you know, your cousins that you don't normally see the rest of the year. It's the one time when everyone's around. It's the one time we all get to discuss our bets and put them in together. Um, Dylan, three. Yeah, you guys have more exciting family than I do. Unfortunately. <laughs> Um, my Thanksgiving is going to consist of this year, my parents, my girlfriend, and my grandmother. That's it. Um, That'll be a good time. It's quaint. We have a nice meal, but, um, my mom's side of the family is all over the place and we never get together, um, because it's like almost impossible. I think we're actually doing something this summer for the first time, like ever. So that'll be nice. But, um, Yeah, my family doesn't really, sad to say, family doesn't really make my list because I don't really experience it at Thanksgiving. Um, But number three for me, which I think is going to be higher for Trey at least, is football. Football is going number three. Um, I, and I've expressed this before on the show, way back to episode one, football was not a huge part of my life until middle of high school. I never watched it, never cared for it. Um, now I love it. Um, there's nothing better after eating the, the big feast uh, to lay down on a couch, watch some mundane football, um, and watch the Lions play because they suck. The worst so team like, in the history suck. of the league gets to so play on Thanksgiving every year. It's insane. So, so, you watch, so you watch a bit of a dull game, which is kind of probably for the best because you're just stuffed full of all the food that you ate so you kind of maybe take a nap halfway through so it doesn't even matter if you missed it because the game sucked anyway but um there's games uh, all the way through the night now um so you know you get to watch football for the rest of the day um which is always good so football on thanksgiving something i always look forward to now put it number three my number two is going to be screw your neighbor which is a family card game we play um Start off with three dollars each. Um, our Thanksgivings have grown to sometimes forty people, um, so ends up being a pretty significant little pot there um, in an easy card game. Takes legitimately three hours to play with how many people are there, but boy, is it cutthroat! Um, never won it myself. My sister has won it twice. We've been playing it probably for since two thousand eight ish, two thousand nine ish. I think every year my family's played outside of COVID. Um, so we've been playing it. 
and I've never won. Connor's won, right, Tucker? Yeah. Yep. Um, I know our cousin Patrick, I think, has won as well, but... Patrick's won, Kate's won. Uh, Susie won. There's still the year that Hunter won. Yep, so we've had cheating go on in this. It gets cutthroat. It's intense. It's serious. People... Like, like not just cheating, but booing an active, like, uh, a family member's boyfriend as they play a game of cards. Just actively booing them. Yeah, but it's intense. And, and him uh, just cussing out the family. If you want a tip, Tucker, sit next to Susan because she shows you what card she's got every time. She's um. terrible. And here's my whole rule with showing your cards. That's if fair you game. cards, it's your fault. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Like I hate, I hate playing cards with people, and someone's like, "I'm like, oh, don't yeah, look at no, my cards." Because you have the jack, and they're like, "You're not supposed to look." I'm like, "You're not supposed to show." It's not my job to not look <laughs> at your cards. It's your job to not let me see them. Uh, I'm like, very secretive. I'm under yeah, the table, and that's how cards should be. I yeah. was taught at a young age: hide your cards. Like, I have people that like play. Like I play Texas Hold'em. I'm like, oh, I'm out. And they're like, why are you out? Like, because you have pocket aces. <laughs> like I saw your cards. You show them before the hand. It's not my fault. Yeah, but uh, guarantee number two for me is screw your neighbor. Can't wait to play. This is the year, boys. I'm winning this year. Mark my words. Um, Tucker, number two. Um, my number two is football. And this includes both playing and watching. It's a big part of my Thanksgiving uh, I think watching football, gambling with your family throughout the day is honestly one of the best family bonding activities you can have because you all bet the same side. That is a must. If you're betting on opposite sides, you're going to ruin Thanksgiving. Uh, and then the football game is my favorite event. I love the football game. I've been looking forward to this football game for months. Uh, it's top five event. I miss Black Friday Bowl, though, I will say. Black Friday Bowl was a top five event. Very sad it's over. We might be too washed for it. It might be good that it's over for us because I think that one of us would get hurt. But uh, I miss it. Dylan, two. Uh, number two for me is uh, a new one. It's uh, drinking with friends. Um, like Trey said, it's one of the highlights of the week. Um you get to see people you haven't seen in a long time, um, you know, and and it's new to me because my family's never big drinkers. My my parents don't drink. My my relatives don't really drink. So I never grew up in an in an atmosphere where we would be drinking at Thanksgiving. Um, but now, especially on Wednesday, uh, tomorrow which I'm excited for. We're going to go out, head to the bar, have a good time, hop around a few couple bars. Um, you know, some it, randos. It's, just, it's a good time to hang out with friends and see if you haven't seen before. Um, enjoy the day off uh, or the night off. Um, so I put it at number two just because I don't really have the family atmosphere about it, but I do enjoy it every year. It's probably one of the highlights. Wednesday, this week to me is all about friends and family. Wednesday is the friends aspect. Thursday is the family for me. Like Wednesday, I'm more concerned with getting out to the bar with my friends. Thursday, I'm more concerned about spending time with the family. And I, but it's kind of family because I love when the cousins hit the bar. Well, yeah, no, it's great. But I, I, if, if my cousins are also, going, 
reckless. Yes, but if the cousins said, I'm not going to the bar, I'd be like, okay, see you later, I'm gone. Like, yeah, 100%. Um, I was going to with the cousins, but the majority is... Linnea going to be working the bar Wednesday night, or is she going to be a customer? She's not working the bar. <clears throat> nice. Not good for us, but nice. Um, yeah, my number one is football. Um, Tucker had had it right. It is watching and playing. Um, for me, the football game is my favorite activity of the week. Um, I take it way too seriously. I'm wearing my gloves that I brought that I literally wear once a year. Now these I bought maybe four years ago. I bought them for Black Friday Bowl and for Thanksgiving. I now only get to wear them once a year um, to play competitively in question marks. Um, I mean, quotation marks. Um, no, it, it, I take it way too seriously because it's my favorite sport. It's the only time I get to really play it anymore. Um, I know it's against my family. Half the dudes playing are over 55, so it's really not very competitive. Um, it's usually freezing cold. And everyone's hungover, so it's not very high level. Um, but I do usually put up pretty good numbers. Um, and it just feels good to play football. Black Friday Bowl would have been very high on this list if it was still in function. I tried to throw it last year. Nobody was interested. So it looks like it's dead forever. Probably a good thing, like Tucker said. And then going back and watching football all day, all the more special that the Patriots are playing. Um, they're not wearing their red uniforms, but I think it's a when huge was the last race. time they played? I think it was a butt fumble game. 2020, uh, 2012. So 10 years ago. Holy cow, that was 10 years ago. Yep, 10, ten years ago yesterday. Um, but it's been 10 years since the Pats played on Thanksgiving. Um, it's going to make it all that more interesting. I'm probably going to be drunk at the time. I'm probably going to be full on food, wanting to die. But I'm going to have to get up for a Patriots game. That's going to be tough. Yeah. I think you, very drunk during a football game, and me. Where are we going to – so are we going to be we're out? Gonna be, we're going to be the – we're going to be the drunk assholes. Are we going to be out of the restaurant by the time we watch this game? Because I might need to be. I might need to be home. Like, yeah, but I'm really concerned for... I've always said Thanksgiving is about three things. Family, food, football. Football is my favorite thing in this world. Um, outside of family. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm very excited for the Patriots. I'm very excited to watch football. I'm very excited to gamble. Um, football is my number one. Playing and watching. Tucker. Um, my number one is Blackout Wednesday. Blackout Wednesday is an all-time holiday. Absolute absurdity. I think they all, it's always fun. My dad told me, he's like, look, I'm going to be getting up at like 5 a.m. because we're doing donations for, uh, we're doing like 60 donated meals. Shout out me. Shout out me. <laughs> not, to, not to brag. Subtle brag. Humble brag. Donating 60 <laughs> Uh, meals to families in need, humble brag. But uh, my dad was like, oh, yeah, you're going to come in at five with me? And I looked him dead in the eye and said, you can have me at five, but that will mean that I am coming straight from drinking. <laughs> <laughs> if you want me to work at five, I just won't go to bed. It is a national holiday. It should be. Um, it's a national holiday. Dylan, number one. Um. Before I say my number one, I'm going to do a couple honorable mentions. Uh, one of them is just Black Friday uh, deals. You know, get a lot of your Christmas shopping done, buy some stuff for yourself. I just bought a shit ton of video games that were on sale. Uh, they should be coming in the mail. 
Um, also Cyber Monday. Uh, I'm more of a Cyber Monday fan. I never was really Black Friday shopper. I I, I like I to, Black Friday for the experience. I, I like go. I like going Black Friday shopping, especially at the outlets, because it's kind of like a hidden gem in Lee. Not a lot of people. I mean, it's busy, but it's not like it's not like crazy busy. It's the most busy you'll see the outlets, but it's not like packed or anything. So there's always something going on up there. Um, uh, as for um, my number one, though, I'm gonna go with the meal. I mean, I you got it wasn't even on on Tucker's list. It's on Trey's list. They're like four, four or five. Four. Um, the meal to me is the highlight again because my family not big drinkers. Um, we're not very exciting people. <laughs> we we don't, we don't have extravagant wing offs or other activities like football on, in the morning. Come so, play with us. We're always looking if for you need, hey, if, you, if you need people, I might be available. We're always uh, looking for people. We're always 15, looking for players. 15 football games. Yeah. If you want, if you want, if you want bodies, I'll be there. Just name the place. I'll be. You know, we might be lower this year. I think. It's Numbers yeah. We we we're looking at I think twenty six for dinner. It might be seven on seven. Susan's house, and I'll get you a time, and it's not going to be pretty. But. All right, I'll be there. Okay, it's, so it's great because it's such a good mix of like. Old people that can't really play anymore. Young people. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'm feeling pretty old. Like, I I put a little pepper in my step on the way to the car one day because it was cold outside and I felt my hammy start to go. So, <laughs> uh, be, I'm starting to feel be it. the athlete of the year this year. I think I got more in the tank than anyone else right now. I don't know. I turn I, it on for this football game. I'm not. I, I just. Every time I play football, I tear a quad. So I mean, I'm just I, I'm ready. I'm ready for it on Thursday if I play. So, um, but back to the meal. All right, the meal to me is the highlight because that's what the day's for. Have some turkey, smother in gravy, everything else on the side. Um, the desserts, fantastic. Um, it's just one of the best meals that you have the entire year. And for me personally, what's fantastic about it is I don't make any of it. I might make a dessert. Me neither. I might make a dessert. Uh, last year, Lene and I made cranberry sauce. We made homemade cranberry sauce. That was it. I think we have to do it again. I like it that takes, can. That takes maybe 45 minutes. I don't put, I put basically zero effort into the Thanksgiving feast in my family, which is kind of sad, but... Uh, one day I might have to to make a turkey, but uh, not this year. Gotta step it up because every year it's getting closer to a year where we need to start cooking. Yeah, facts. Like we need to actually start getting ready to like carry the. Listen, board. your dad, my dad, Paige, like our your parents, Dylan, they're still young and spry enough to cook. Like we don't have to worry about it. But no, but like at one point when like they're in their they're getting close. My dad's getting close to sixty. Is your dad sixty yet? Not yet, getting close. But like you know, next year Bob wasn't doing all the work. You know, Bob was sitting down more while the guys in their thirties were cooking. We're kidding. Listen, I think the cutoff is when you have kids, you have to start being responsible. Until then, you can be as irresponsible as you want. That's what I feel. God, I'm going to be the guy that doesn't have kids so they're 40. <laughs> All you guys are going to be running around with your eight-year-olds. I'm just going to be fucking blackout drunk at the bar. Fun Uncle Tucker. 
Oh no, I I, I don't want to get that reputation because I'll never lose it. <laughs> um, all right, a spirited list, a festive list. Um, but that's our show. I'm thankful for another year of ways it takes. Almost two years now, right? Three years, almost three years almost now. Three years. Almost three years now, heading into our fourth year, uh, pretty soon. Which um, is crazy. Which is nuts. I'm thankful for anybody that listens. Anybody that's listening right now, I'm thankful for you. I know there's not many of you, but I am thankful for you. And I'm thankful for you gentlemen for putting in an hour every week, an hour plus to shoot the shoot the crap about sports. So thankful for y'all. Thankful for the pod. Thankful for Cam, even though he's a no show. Um, but yeah. Episode our, 150. 150. What a hoot. On Thanksgiving, no less. What a what a time. Uh, I remember episode 100 like it was like last year because it was. So just think in 50 more weeks we'll be at 200. <laughs> I'm sure it'll around, fly by. Around um, uh, around Halloween time we'll be at 200. Get get excited. It's going to be a big episode. Um, that's our Poppin show. Champagne. Everyone's popping champagne for 200. Oh yeah. Everybody we know. Not just me. Um Thanks for getting wasted with us. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week. We're going to get back, all four of us, at some point. But, um, yeah, you'll have more. You'll have a third uh, question on the poll this week, so pay attention to that. But uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Thanks for getting wasted with us, and we'll see you next week. So long.